Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler. In this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. I'm super excited because I have my good friend here, Sean Pulaski, who is one of 10 Jews in Oklahoma. Or from originally Oklahoma. from Oklahoma. <laughs> she's, she's no longer in Oklahoma. She she ran. Um, she's um, she's a paid regular at the Comedy Store. She's uh, She does Atlantis Cruises. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done like uh, Nice Jewish Girls Gone Bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hot Tamales, which mm-hmm. is uh, Eva Longora. Was, yeah. Was. Um and you travel all around the country. You also um, perform for the troops. Yeah. I mean, comedy. The, well, more yeah. ways than Do one. You, okay. Bob, yes. Well, all right. Comedy is the one we can mention. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're serving our troops, servicing. Servicing. Servicing our servicing. troops. Or making them laugh. Something. Something. Um, so <laughs> welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me here, Bob. Yeah. We go way back. We do go way back. <laughs> we got too far back. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, we actually met at Acme Comedy Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we I, had good sketches together. We did have sketches together. <laughs> oh my, yes, <laughs> it's all coming back to me. Oh my lord. Um, so it is good to see you. Um, obviously, the topic today is about money. Oh, I love it. You love money. And, <laughs> Give it to me. Well, you know, there's so there's two things about money that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. That bring I want to bring you in because it was funny today on my way here mm-hmm. as I was driving by there was a homeless guy standing at the corner and I was like oh I've got time to get my wallet and you know what I'm gonna pull out a dollar because when you would tell me I'm broke as crap I can say shit I was broke as shit and you'd still pull out five bucks and hand it to a homeless person. Mm-hmm. Always. On a regular basis. Always. And I'm like, Sean, you don't have any money. And you're like, I have more than they do. And so, like, where did that come from? Like, what? I, You know what? I just, I, I have a big heart. And I think for me, you know, some people, uh, you know, they champion uh, certain foundations and things. And, and I champion uh, the whole idea of of like getting, uh, you know, I like to s- not see people homeless and I would like to give back to the community. I Maybe I can't cure cancer and I'm not like saving animals, but I really feel like, you know, how, what is this world without human beings? And these are real live human beings, people like you and I, and they're on the street. And, you know, it just, it's always just kind of been instilled in me to give. And I've always, then maybe, that could financially has probably got me in a lot of trouble, uh, but it's it's just in in my nature that I I don't like to see people on the streets. And whether you want to tell me, oh, they're going to use it for drugs, they're going to use it for this. Well, you know what? If if I was on the street, that's probably when I would take up heroin too, because you got to look at it. If you're Steven Tyler and you're at the top of your game, not the time to try heroin. But if you're you're at down and out, you're like. Okay, they're going to use it for whatever they use it, and maybe they won't. Maybe they'll use it for food, or maybe they'll whatever. They find a place to stay the night. But it's always it's like just the other day, I told a guy I was going into the grocery store, and he's like, "Do you have anything?" And I was so my my mind was everywhere, and I thought, "Well, I'll come out with something for him to eat." Well, I forgot to bring out, and all I had in my purse 
was $10 and the guy stopped me and I looked at him and I'm like, here's the moment. Do you just say you don't or you just go, I'm going to, this is, I'm just going to give this and hope that it comes back to me and the universe and that maybe he'll take it for something good. And I handed him the 10 and I just let go of that and said, you know, that's a mitzvah. It's a good deed. And this is just how I see. I find people very valuable. Yeah. No, I think it's wonderful. And it's, I mean, that, that you kept doing that has made me to be a little bit nicer. And it's not that I'm nicer, but it's like, I, sometimes I feel, especially in LA, you get inundated with people going, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And it's just like, ah, um, but I've tried to slow down and, and just be a little more grateful because my life has been pretty good. I can't complain. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I want to be able to like give back instead of just make it about me. Yeah. So I appreciate I, that you do that. And I'm I actually so gave somebody some money today because of you. Oh, so. yay. I'm so glad <laughs> I could give you to get your money, give your money away. <laughs> give me your money away. I'm always like, hold on to it. Um, let me ask you this. Um, what is your, can you tell me your first big paying gig doing what you love? Wow. Big paying. Yeah. What is big? Okay. 50 bucks, a hundred bucks. I don't know. 50 What's big? bucks. Well, actually, uh, one of the best paying gigs I ever had when I first started, I got hired to entertain uh, a software company for a corporate gig. This has been my first couple of years of Did doing they, stand-up. Entertain, does that mean comedy or? Comedy. Uh, okay. Comedy. Uh-uh. I was prude at the time. So I, okay. I it was comedy and it, they were a software company and uh, Goldmine Software and I was just like an opener. I only had to do 20 minutes. And then I think I had to bring on like Charles Fleischer was the voice of Roger Rabbit, oh which is how I know. And uh, and I think I, I got paid like $6,000. Wow. So that was like, you know, way better than a hooker. Yeah. It was like way better. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I never got paid that much since. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was something that was really exciting. Yeah. And you had to last more than five minutes. You had yeah. to last 20. Yeah, yeah, 20 minutes. All right. So, yeah, no, I remember that. And actually getting paid for comedy in general was always huge. You know, we all, I still do a lot of shows for free. And even yeah. though I'm a professional and I do it for a living. And, uh, but to this day, people ask me, I'm really bad at saying no. Obviously, that I'm giving my money away to anybody on the street who's like, hey, well, Sean. Well, I do remember Fourth of July is where you would spend about, Ten thousand dollars for about six. six. Okay, six five, thousand. Six five. Yeah. Five six thousand mm. for the Fourth of July parties mm. in the front of your apartment and all I over would. your apartment. Those were yeah. Those I would have fun. well, you know, I had I'd have these epic parties that started out as a housewarming in my little apartment in Beverly Hills, and my roommate and I just started as a Fourth of July housewarming, and then as the years went by, it got bigger and bigger, and there would be about five hundred, six hundred people, comics, yeah. neighbors, my relatives, friends from college, you know, because I went to college in Southern California, and people would come out to this party. And why this party got so big and grand? It's because I provided all the food, all the liquor. And I didn't just provide shitty liquor. I provided premium vodka and pre, and I had Jello a keg, shots. Jello shot, champagne, wine, spice. mojitos, and then we had you know six foot subs and fried chicken for four hundred people. And then I also had friends and people cooking and bringing like Guatemalan hot tamales, and then you know friends making cookies and cakes. And there was so, there was this overflow of food yeah, and insane. drink, and there was no shortage of it. So people would come from all around to come 
come to this party. And the party would start maybe about 11 a.m. And it would be done by 7 at night. But still, it was like the party of parties. And once I started it, it couldn't be- stop. I couldn't stop because here I was giving back to people. <laughs> and it was kind of fun to be that hostess. Yeah. And I did it for 10 years. And after oh. year 10, I had to stop. I and mean, the party only got closed down once by the Beverly Hills PD. And that's because I got drunk and I passed it, blacked out about 3 p.m. And I, in my neighbor's <laughs> toilet upstairs. So, and yeah, that sort of didn't go well. No, no, they came and because usually when the police would come, I would send out the hot girls with plates of food, tits out and like, boom, yeah, done. Everybody's fine. Every the police went away. But this time when the police showed up, where's Sean? And I could hear it from literally the toilet I was passed on. I could just hear like, where's Sean? (laughs) And I want to be like, I'm here. But yeah, I was passed out and they closed the party down that year. Oh man. See, so don't get too drunk at your own party Mm -hmm. or they'll shut it down. But that party, you know, it cost me, put me in, it put me in debt. That is for sure. Well, 6,000 a year times 10 years is about 60,000 plus Mm -hmm. interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, I went into debt with that party. It's a nice car. Yeah. That's a good car. That I didn't have. That you didn't have. Mm -mm. Um, Did you get an allowance when you were a kid? Did I get an allowance? I don't really think so. I don't think I ever really got an allowance. No. 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 Did your friends get allowance? Some some friends did. Mm-hmm. You know, once in a while, I think if we did something good or helped out with something, maybe we would be handed in a, like a reward. But I don't really remember an allowance. Yeah, we usually just, if we didn't do something good, we usually got hit. I got that too. They threw the too. quarter at me. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, what did um, so? I know that. Uh, let's see. At least a couple of your siblings are doctors, and yeah, I'm. Uh, and, yeah, I'm I, the black sheep. Yeah. I love that. So, your your Jewish siblings are all very su- successful, Sean. But you. But here's the well. Here's the funny thing, though. I know that it's like you were supposed to be a lawyer or a doctor, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at history, there's a lot of. Uh, Jewish influence in the in business inter- inter- in entertainment. Did yeah. you hear we run Hollywood, Bob? I well, actually, yeah. I thought you owned it. Um, uh, yeah, you bought it at a discount. Um, when, oy so, vey. Oy. Um, so, like, your family initially wasn't super excited about your choice of stand-up comedy. Well, after getting a degree from USC. USC. Well, here, here, here it is. It actually, as a kid, I wanted my father. My father is a, a like a world renowned neurosurgeon. So as, as a kid, I did want to be a doctor and I would go with him on rounds and stuff. And then I didn't, you know, I started to be like the smell of hospitals made me a little sick. So mm, maybe I'm not going to be a doctor. And then I got the acting bug in like second grade when I played the Wicked Witch of the West at uh, in the Wizard of Oz. At school, and I melted before Dorothy threw the water on me and the audience. I know I was very anxious, and uh, the the audience laughed, and I liked the sound of that. And so I always kind of was fascinated by SNL and always doing characters and impressions. So I knew early on what I was going to do. Yeah. Did I know I was going to go into stand-up? No. I mean, I was inspired by Bette Midler, The Divine Miss M, and Joan Rivers, and I watched all these types of powerful females. And I thought, oh, I, I would like to do that too. So I was trying to hone impressions and characters. And really my dream was to do something like SNL. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to USC, I was, of course, I was in the school of theater. My parents were always supportive of what I did. Cool. My father went with me to audition for at, um, at uh, NYU and for Syracuse and Boston University for their schools of theater and Carnegie Mellon. So they were always really supportive because they always saw that you know, something that spark in me mm-hmm. and that I was passionate about it. And so they weren't disappointed. My mom, cool. you know, she was my biggest fan. She always. Was. 
She you was. know, and my dad, my dad's a fan too. My family all really was supportive, all of them, to be honest, from my aunts and uncles and cousins and my grandmas and my grandpa. Everybody was. When you were a little kid, do you remember any messages from your parents or from your grandparents or anything about like how to treat money or money beliefs or? You know, no, because I remember growing up as a kid, we lived in like this two, three bedroom house. There were six of us. I shared a room with my grandma for a long time. And then about fourth, there was a fourth grade, we moved out of this little house. And suddenly we moved into this very modern, huge house in Oklahoma City, in this very fancy neighborhood. And that's, you know, my father was out of his, you know, was on Residence the up and up. And all that yeah. stuff. So he was. So things changed dramatically. And there was, there was, you know, we were well off and we went on vacations, you know, to Hawaii or the Cayman Islands during the holidays. Cause that's what Jews do in the middle of Oklahoma when everything becomes about Christmas and Christ. So, uh, you know, Christ, uh, we have to vacation yeah, again. Yeah. So, you know, my mom wore all couture. She was really into fine things and my parents, you know, had extravagant, nice tastes. Um, so you know, I kind of, that was something that I had, you know, I didn't take for granted, but I assimilated very fast to that <laughs> and welcomed it. And I was fortunate to to have those things. So I didn't really always think about money. You didn't. Yeah. Well, that's nice. So you got caviar dreams when you were like, yeah, 14 or. Yeah, I was, I was, I was lucky. I mean, both my sister and I went to USC at the same time and I had to cost my dad a Some pretty money. penny at that at that time, but it was a you know it was a good education, and I'm glad I got to go there. But um, you know, I wish I had learned a little bit. I wish school, I wish college had taught me a little bit more mm-hmm. how to handle finances. I mean, they don't even teach you how to balance a checkbook or right. how to invest or um, buying your first house. I wish there were things like that that were taught mm-hmm. to me because there's things I still don't know. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, so. I'm going to bring up that um, several years ago, we were sitting in the main room mm-hmm. of the comedy store um, in the afternoon mm-hmm. or it was before a show. I don't remember. It yeah. was – no, I think it was in the afternoon. But anyway, um, and you were a bit upset because you were frustrated that you didn't get the money download mm-hmm. and that you had been talking with your siblings mm-hmm. who are all successful mm-hmm. – surgeons and chiropractors yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And you were uh, you were just saying, you know, I can't believe it. Everybody else knows how to handle their money, but I don't. Yeah. And and I remember telling you that... I'm still asking. <laughs> <laughs> Is that weird? Yeah. No. And But I remember telling you that, like, probably, you know, eight out of ten people in a room, or four out of five, um, would... Um, like don't have it together like that it's all a projection it's a presentation and people are trying to look like they've got it together i know so many people walk into my office and they'll see a client of mine that they know is successful and they'll say oh my gosh i wish i could live that life and i'm like no actually you don't Mm -hmm. if you actually saw what i saw you you really wouldn't want that but i remember you just really feeling like Mm -hmm. alone yeah and that was sort of 
one of the impetuses for me to finish writing my book because I was trying to get people. I was trying to start this conversation about money. I'm just your inspiration, huh? you're, Bob Wheeler. I think my, you should give me half of all you're making right now. Oh, oh, oh um, <laughs> all right. Well, that's I'll mail you the ten dollars. Yeah, I might I have it in my wallet. I'll give you the ten bucks, <laughs> and then I'm going to give it to the guy at Vaughn's. It, the the so, Vaughn's good, guy. Good. Actually, I'm going to go back to Vaughn's. <laughs> I'm going to get a cordboard sign and see if you'll give it to me. Uh, <laughs> do you still feel that way? Like, do you still feel like? Um, yeah, I, I yeah I do. I mean, my husband he is definitely more fiscally responsible than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always give him such a hard time because he always you know he loves a spreadsheet. I mean, he's got that out all the time. I, I call him like, "Is that your porn?" The yeah. spreadsheet he loves an that, Excel spreadsheet. The spreadsheet decides if you're going to go to dinner tonight. Yeah, he loves Get an that. Excel spreadsheet. He's always been organized, but that's because he grew up in Brazil and he didn't you know get the opportunities I did. And things were a little bit less fortunate. So there's always been a value for him to work hard and for money. Now, there's always been a value for me to work hard. And there's nothing that's ever been lazy about me. I have always, I think the business that I chose to go into, I think the place I live didn't help me. California is one of the most expensive places to live, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And, And ergo, you know, you find yourself living with with outside your means. Yeah. And I've always kind of done that. And I've, and I'm, like I said, I'm a giver. I've always been really generous to a default. I think what helped me kind of go into the hole is I remember when I graduated college, I was part of like 15 or 20 weddings. That also doesn't help you right. save money. And when you become a bridesmaid, you know, then you're five, you're 600, 700 down in the hole. Dresses. Right. And that kind of was the beginning. And, um, you know, I went into this vicious circle where I would get myself into debt and my mom or my dad, people would help bail me out. I did debt consolidation. I mean, I've, it's, it's happened several times. And um, I don't really think my husband was ever understanding of something like, how could that happen? And right. it happens because I'm doing what I love to do. And it took time to get paid what I do. You know, am I making millions of dollars? You know, it's still all hard to to make money and to keep all that going stand up is you know it's not till you have your own tv show and it's successful and you you know you become like a tiffany haddish does the money really start rolling in so it's always a constant hustle and it's a dream and it, the sacrifice is it, are you happy and i'm happy doing what i do but i i do have bills to pay and it is it is hard and it's hard explaining that to people who are very you know fiscally responsible when you're like oh god you know i have to get from a to b right for this gig and you know it it's kind of that's how it works and but what's what is it that kept you going because i mean one of the things that i my observation you might disagree but i think you've always you know, you'd like nice things. You like to celebrate mm-hmm. and do things in For a certain people. way. And even, even when money's tight, you still hold a standard. Mm-hmm. And what, how do you keep that positive attitude? Or is there a lot of like crying behind the scenes? I mean, well, I mean, there's both, of course, because I mean, as successful as someone may look in this business, it's all still hard. I Oh, yeah. I cry every day for God's sakes. You know, I mean, you're as good as your last gig. Yeah. 
And you just got to keep in, in being creative and new and you got to find the ways to get paid and to make money. You know, I was fortunate when I got hired by the all gay male cruises, Atlantis, and you know, they were, that was, that was kind of a consistent gig for a while. Yeah. Now I'm working on a TV show and I'm producing and writing on a TV show and, and I'm, I actually have never done anything like that. You know, yeah. I've, I've written a couple of like, I wrote a little bit for fashion police here and there, but Joan Rivers, may she rest in peace, but you know, she was cheap and they, we got, we got paid nothing for that. We yeah. got paid like in, 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 in coal. So. <laughs> well, it, that's good. Cause coal's coming back. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> I was like, can we just melt down some of your gold, Joan, anything, but. No. Um, that's why she had it. Yeah. It's, it's. You know, you got to maintain that happiness. I think if I was to turn and do something completely that I didn't love to do, I think, and if I was making a lot of money, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah, I do have yeah. a standard of things. Yes, I like nice things. Yes, I buy gifts for friends, and and yes, I like to pay for. I do fight for the check. My yeah. my, it drives my husband crazy. Yeah. Like Sean, put it back. Yeah, but I back. do. Even you when do. I'm sitting with someone. Who's doing really well? Like I just had this conversation with Vicky Barbalak. It's yeah. her birthday coming up. I said we need to celebrate. Let's go to the Ivy. Oh, Shanika, you will not get the check. Yes, I will. No, you won't. I'm making a lot of money right now. You will not. Yes, I will. It's your birthday. You you picked up my aunt and uncle from the airport and you took them to my mom's you know funeral. Like yes right. i will but you paid the last time yes i will and then it comes we sit we go and this happens with a lot of my friends because I, I i'm glad I'm, I'm surrounded by friends that are generous and that they don't sit there and hold their hands and right look and at, the, run to the look at the bathroom yeah i don't have any friends like that and if that that you won't be my friend if you're not that person that doesn't even try yeah but i'm always that person that's going to reach that's going to try because that's what i guess what's kind of been instilled in me yeah no, I think it's great. I, but it's funny. I totally like had this flashback to like nice. I remember you had a birthday party at I think it was Trader Vic's. Yeah. And God, you remember that? Yeah. So I'll tell you why I remember it. So this was hilarious. So we went to Trader Vic's, and of course, I'm still like, oh, this is an expensive restaurant because I'm uh -huh. super cheap, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to like I'll eat the bread and have a water. Yeah. And so, um. I had just that week, um, because some clients of mine said, you know, you, you need to stop driving a Toyota Corolla. You're supposedly in a successful CPA. You need to be driving a Mercedes or something. And so that week I had bought a Mercedes. <laughs> it was a used Mercedes, but I bought it and it was it looked brand new. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I'd been out. And we were all standing outside of Trader Vic's at mm -hmm. the end. And everybody's like, goodbye, goodbye. And, you know, you hand your, your key or your little tag so they mm -hmm. go get your car because it's valet, which is another five bucks. And then you have to tip. Mm -hmm. I was like counting every dollar going, oh, my God. Um, all right. No, but I'm successful. Ugh, I don't want to give up money. And so we're all standing there and I'd give him my tag. And then we're all standing there and they're they're like, come on, come on. And everybody's like, who's the idiot that's not claiming their Mercedes? Right. Because I forgot I had a Mercedes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I don't. And then I was, I don't remember who was all there. It was like Leslie Dixon and a whole bunch of people. And, hey, and, all of a sudden, and I'm like, that's my car. And everybody's like, you drive a Mercedes? And I'm like, no, no, well, no, I just, I just, like, I was trying to apologize. Uh -huh. And then apologize. I was like, it was just so funny though, because I'm standing there going, yeah, come on guy, get your, Mer oh, that's my car. Oh yeah. I mean, but I'm, I, <laughs> I, I'm weird though about like 
cars, I don't really care about. Like, I was so happy driving my Honda Civic 2000. I I remember I, driving in that yeah, car. And then I, I recently had a Prius. And the least, and I said, and and then you know, my husband and I discussed the. My friend is the manager at Toyota, and he said, "There's no deals on the Prius. Your lease is up, and what you guys had was a great deal. They are not offering. It's now like three thousand dollars down, and it'll be four hundred dollars to lease a month." And I was like, "What?" Yeah. And I couldn't bear the thought of. Of, of 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 parting from my Prius, like it's not like it's a Tesla, but I was like my Prius, and my husband has this beautiful BMW, and I don't like I don't like I don't feel comfortable driving. And I was like I miss my Prius, so I'm weird in certain ways like that. But when it comes to like makeup, hair, nails, and sometimes like and, and it not even in clothes, I don't, I don't even go couture that way. But there are certain things, hotels, I'm kind of particular about. There's certain things that I'm just like. I'm not staying in a shithole. You're I not going like to put me in, nice in bed hotels. bug in. Yeah. You're not going to put me in a three star. You're barely going to get, you'll maybe get me in a nice four, but this is just, that's the way I've been. Yeah. No, I don't blame it. Like double tree. I like my little double tree. Warm nice. cookies. I like my warm that's cookies. That's nice. It's nice. Yes. Now, so I'm what, mad at it. what are you driving now? Now that you don't have your, I'm Prius? not, I'm sharing a car with my husband. Well, that's because environmentally he works, nice. He works he works from home and I was working from home and then my job came back and um he only needs like the job once uh, he only needs the car once a week to go to his office. So right now So it's pretty practical. It it's working for now. I still get a little tear in my eye about the pre eye. I miss it. <laughs> I miss it. I tell you. I miss you, white Russian, wherever you are. Prius. It was white. Did you ever watch Lord of the Rings? Uh, are you asking me this? Yes, I know. Well, you know why I'm saying this? Because it's my precious. It's your precious. It's your Prius. It's your Prius. I'm telling you. It's like. I love Prius. I loved it. Everyone's like, you're so weird about your Prius. I was like, I loved it. It just, we we had a good, it was a good car. We had a good thing. We had a good thing. We did. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so it's like, again, something I'd never thought I would do, but I try and like, you know, when you, when you bring finances and marriage, that's like, that's a whole nother so, level of yeah. things. And that's, and how it's has hard. that been? It's hard. You know, we, we have discussions we do and I, I try to. Has he tried to help you learn to do a spreadsheet? Yeah. I mean, not completely, <laughs> yeah. but it's like. He sees, it's like sometimes when I'll, I'll be like, hey, do you want to go on this trip with me or this? Oh, we should save money or we should do this. And I get it. You know, it looks like I'm gallivanting, but it's like it's to work. I mean, I have driven three hours for $50 to perform. I and mean, when we've all done these yeah. type of gigs, there's nothing about me that won't work for money. I'm, I don't think I'm too good for anything. I yeah. always try and do. And another thing is I'll do is sometimes like I'll work, a, I'll do a gig. I like the improv and I'll headline it and someone will go, oh, you know, and there's like 10 comics and, and my friend will go, oh, here's $50. I'm like, I'm not taking your $50 and I'll take that $50 and I'll shove it back at them. And I'll be like, you're my good friend. I've known you a long time. That doesn't feel right. Oh, but Sean, I know. And those are things I'm sure that people be like, but why don't you take that money? But I just, mm -hmm. I feel dirty about stuff like that sometimes. Yeah. So what, so can you articulate that belief? Like if I, um, like if I take it, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just feel like karmically and morally it's in my starving and my, you know, I'm doing okay. 
no, I just, I don't know. I get proud. Like mm-hmm. it's going to come full force and yeah. this person's struggling. They put this show together. They got all the people in the seats. I don't know. I don't know yeah. why I am like that. No, I mean, it's, get a little it, proud. And, and but I don't know. Maybe it's my, my, my uh, astrological sign. <laughs> Leo. I'll blame it on that. I'm sure everybody. Blame it like, on the Leo. Yeah. Every man's dick just shriveled up listening. They're just like, oh, God, did she just say astrological sign? She did. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm seeing signs. Take the money. Take the Take money. Take the money. Yeah, I yeah. guess. You know, sometimes I will. But I mean, if the improv themselves are paying me $10 cash is what they do sometimes in your show, I take their money. Yeah. Right. I'll throw that right in my pocket. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. I yeah. do take that. What is there anything you do right now? Any little tip or trick or idea that you do to help save money? Hmm. <laughs> or that just. Well, I try and put stuff in um, savings. Okay. And um, now that like I have. Uh, like I have a, a little bit of a financial planner when my mom passed away and, and there's like a 401k, you know, you take that and then. You invest, you know, I'd like to invest more yep. and then put stuff into savings. Cool. Uh, but that's, you know, cut corners. I, I've done things like I've quit. I didn't like my gym and it was like $40 a month. And my husband bought me one of those um, elliptical trainers, Bowflex. And, I, you know, I, I feel like that's saving us money and yep. that worked for me. And it was more convenient for me to get up early in the morning instead of having to get ready to go to the gym yeah, and get yeah. back and go to work. And there's certain things that I do. I'll look at and I'll go to the grocery store. I know I just said I go shopping. Don't even don't even judge. Um, but And I will like sometimes take like the Ralph's coupons. Boy, I use the hell out of my CVS coupons. That's Gotta for use- sure. I use that app and I use it. And that's oh like, my God. I, but like yesterday I saved 50 bucks. There you go. 50 so maybe bucks. that was the 50 bucks that I handed back that you want me to take. There you go. <laughs> 50-50. Well, we are about to run out of time, so I got to ask you this, and I so appreciate you being here. How do people find you on social media? Well, um, I thought you wanted me to give them my address. Well, I was that like, too. Yeah, follow the 4th of July extravagant party that put me into debt. Um, it, it's uh, You can find me, well, my website is hahachick, H-A-H-A-C-H-I-C-K dot com, and that will tell you um, where I'll be popping up. You can find me at the World Famous Comedy Store Performing Weekly. Um, I'm at Sean Polofsky. Uh, on all social media, which is just an easy name, rolls off your tongue. And um, I, I have a one-hour comedy special out right now called Stretch It Out. So you can get that on Amazon, iTunes, On Demand, Xbox, if you're 12, uh, Google Play, Fandango Now. It's 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 everywhere. It's everywhere. So mm-hmm. go find it, people. Um, share the laughs. If you enjoyed this, please tell everybody. If you didn't, I don't know you. Um, <laughs> if you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitches. I'm Bob Wheeler. This is Money You Should Ask. Until next time.